Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. For Project Spurs, I'm Paul Garcia, and this is the Spurs Cast. In today's episode, I'll be predicting minutes for some of the core players on the Spurs' roster for next season. Let's jump right into this episode. So it's been about two weeks since I last recorded a Spurs Cast episode. There hasn't been much going on with the team. Um, the FIBA World Cup is taking place right now, and Sandra Mamukalashvili is participating with Georgia in that tournament. And so I will actually give an update on Mamu's play here toward the end of the episode but for now as far as the spurs there hasn't been much news like i said in the last two weeks there's been no roster moves anything like that so let's go ahead and jump into our first topic here which is kind of just predicting minutes for for next season so what i've done here is i've listed the minutes of the players from last from last season um their minutes from last season then i have their name and then i have their kind of what i give as as a prediction for for how many minutes i think they might get the player and then uh, where the total team minutes are, 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 are compounding to, because that's going to be important when we talk about, you know, maybe who gets waived or traded down the line, since we know the Spurs have to make or have to waive or trade three players before opening night. And this might kind of just gives us a little bit different of an option of way of, of seeing uh, the minutes load for the Spurs. Okay, so let's speak about the first player. That's Keldon Johnson. He played the most minutes last season. He averaged 32.8 minutes per game. And so I'm 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 just predicting that he plays a similar amount, about 33 minutes a night. It's just what I'm what I'm looking at right now. So right now the total team minutes at 33. Then you have Devin Vassell. He played 31 minutes a night last year. And so I'm thinking he gets about Keldon's minutes, about 33 per, per night. So now we're at 66 as a team. Trey Jones, who resigned as a as a uh, as a free agent this offseason, uh, he averaged 29.2 minutes per game last season. And so I think Pop might give him, you know, close to there, uh, maybe right about 30, uh, just, just throwing a number out there. So predicting 30 minutes for Trey Jones. And then so the team minutes is now at 96. So we got to remember that the most a team can get up to on uh is 240 minutes. That's five players um times you know with the 48 minutes. So the next player is is a little bit tougher to predict, and that's Victor Wembanyama. So, with his French team last year uh, in, in the professional French league, he averaged thirty two point two minutes per night. So, I don't know if the, if Pop would, and the Spurs would give him those exact minutes thirty two point two. So, I'm just going to say just to play it safe, maybe like thirty minutes a night. So, we're going to say Wemby's at thirty. He's in his first year as a rookie uh, in the NBA. So now the team is at one hundred twenty six minutes. Then you have Jeremy Sohan. Uh, I don't know if he'll start or if he'll come off the bench, but he averaged 26 minutes a night last year as a rookie. And so I could see him getting a, a bit of a bump there, maybe like 28 minutes a night in, in year two. So now the Spurs are at 154 minutes. Malachi Branham, who had a, had a, who had a good um, summer league showing and had a good uh, rookie campaign, uh, averaged 23.5 minutes per game last year. And so I'm saying he's going to get a bit of a bump, maybe like 26 minutes a night. So now the Spurs are at 180 minutes. Then you have Zach Collins, who is going to be uh, the starting center most likely. So he he averaged 22.9 minutes last year. We did see him get a bump in minutes once the Yaka Pertle got traded. So I'm going to say he's at like 25. Maybe he gets about 25 minutes a night since he has a veteran player on the Spurs roster. So now the team is at 205 minutes. And then lastly, 
even though he's in the final year of his contract, I'm going to say uh, we're going to talk about Doug McDermott here. So Doug, um, he averaged 20.5 minutes per game last year. So I'm going to say because he's a veteran, again, we don't know exactly how how far into the, the long term for the Spurs' future he's with the team. I'm just going to say 20 minutes tonight for now. And so that puts the team at 225 minutes between eight players. And so, again, this is just on paper. Um, where, where, where I'm looking at a minutes distribution. And so we know that not every one of these players are going to play in all these games and, and have all these minutes every night. Uh, you know, there's going to be different, different circumstances on, on why uh, a player may or may not get those minutes or, or be in or out of a game. So that's 225 minutes for eight players that leaves 15 minutes left uh, in, in the game. So, you know, that's where, that's where you can start looking at, you know, who are the Spurs going to give those minutes to, I would just, again, looking at those eight players, if those are the players getting the key minutes, I would say, you know, where 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 are some minutes available? I would say at the backup point guard position and also at the backup big, maybe someone behind Zach and Wemby, who, who's that player behind them? So first, let's talk about options not on the bubble. So when I say not on the bubble, these are players who we don't expect will get traded or waived uh, before opening night. So that's Julian Champagne, who the Spurs just resigned, uh, Charles Bassey, who the Spurs gave a multi-year deal to last, last year, Blake Wesley, who's still in his rookie deal, even though he did have a, have a, a struggling um, summer league. Sandru Mamukelishvili, who who resigned and is having a good um, start with um, with Georgia in the World Cup. Cedis Sissoko, who the Spurs just uh, drafted in the second round and then gave him a full roster spot. And then you have Dominic Barlow and um, and um, Serge Jabari Rice, who are both on two way deals. So those are players not on the bubble. So maybe one of those player, two of those players, can can fight for some minutes. Then we look at the options of the Spurs players on the bubble to be traded or waived. And these are players who are all um, have, have a, in, in the final year of their deal, of their deal, except for Devontae Graham, who has a partially guaranteed deal for the following season. So that's Devontae Graham, uh, Ken Birch, Cameron Payne, Jetty Osmond, and Reggie Bullock. So again, I, I don't know if the Spurs would, would, you know, I think, I think two of the players who have a good chance of staying out of those, those five players, if they don't get traded or waived are, um, are Osmond and, and Bullock. I feel like the Spurs would want to hold on to those players. Those are, those are players at the wing that you can plug into different positions. Uh, and then, you know, you can try to move them at the February trade deadline. Whereas if they can't find a trade for, uh, Devontae Graham, Kem Birch and campaign, maybe the Spurs would have to, uh, end up waiving those players, but that also throws that question of, of, you know, are the Spurs ready to give the backup point guard minutes to Blake Wesley? If they're not, well, then, you know, do maybe they they hang on to Payne or, or Devontae Graham. So, again, that's just a, a little bit of, of looking at the Spurs' minutes rotation um, prediction, should I say, going into, into next season. So, again, they, they still need to waiver trade three more players to get this roster down. And then I think that the, the picture becomes a little bit more clear. But San Antonio definitely has a lot of options there with their minutes distribution for next season. And now for the second topic, because like I said, there's, there hasn't been much basketball, um, you know, notes or anything going on with the Spurs. Let's talk about Sandra Mamakalsvili at the FIBA World Cup with Georgia. So let's go back to Saturday. The uh, Georgia, the country, defeated the Cape Verde by 25 points on Saturday. So, so Georgia got a, got a blowout win there. Mamu came off the bench in this game um, in the first half, and then he started the second half. Just a few observations I saw in some of his plays. He had a really nice um, one-handed open open court bounce pass to a teammate who finished, I think, a layup or a dunk. He played a lot of three and four there out on, out on the floor. He also demonstrated his ability to initiate, kind of drive in, and then kick out to, to some shooters. Uh, and then and then if not, he was he was in the corners uh, the other times that the, that Georgia didn't have him running running some of the offense. So again, we got to see a little bit more of his versatility and his playmaking there in that game. Uh, he also set a number of screens and, and pick and pop, and he showed he can be a pick and pop option where he can make a three. He showed he can be a pick and roll option where he puts the ball on the floor and tries to create for himself or others uh, when setting screens. 
so he showed, he, like I said, he showed different different elements of his game there uh, with with Georgia, especially that that he finished with um, with twenty with, in twenty six minutes. He got a lot of minutes here out of, out of a forty minute game. He finishes with ten points on seven shots, eight rebounds, five assists, six turnovers. But I will note that a lot of the the, the, the entire team had a had a high number of turnovers, and then three fouls. And then the most recent game for um, Georgia with with Mamu came on Monday, where they where they faced um, Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks and Slovenia. So Slovenia ends up winning this game by 21 points. Um, I was able to ca- catch it on on Monday, and so basically, like like uh, Georgia kind of um, um, hung in there for about three quarters, and then it was about the fourth that 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 Slovenia really started to put the game away, and they ended up winning. Um, you know, like I said, by 21 points. Uh, Mamu though had a great game for Georgia. He was their leading scorer. Uh, he comes off the bench again in this one, so he scores 21 points on 15 shot attempts in 33 minutes. He collects seven rebounds, uh, one assist, and just two turnovers. So that's a that's a better um, showing for him, going from six turnovers to now two turnovers. Uh, and same story here, where he he came off the bench in the first half, and then the second half begins, and, and the uh, the Georgia team started him there. And so, just some notes that I took when I was watching this game was um, he's just, he was just much more aggressive, taking shots and driving to the rim. So we saw a number of times that he was putting the ball on the floor, trying to finish through contact and finish with left hand layups. Um, he showed his finishing around the rim. Like I said, he even had a, he, had, he even had a very nifty position possession where he like took like a mid range jumper. He did a little bit of a crossover into the pull up jumper and he made it. So we saw a little bit more of, of his um, offensive aggressiveness there, uh, especially taking shots in this game where he put up 15 shots, which is a team high. Uh, and then defensively, we've got to see some of his versatility there as well, where he he guarded, um, defended Luka Doncic for a number of possessions starting up, up top and just try to contain him as best as he could. No one on Georgia was able to contain Luca. He went off. I think he had like 32 points and almost like a triple double, like 10, 10 rebounds and I think eight assists, something like that. So Luca, you know, no one's going to stop Luca, especially especially if especially if it's a team not even full of of NBA players. Um, so so Mamu's again. He's having a good showing here for in two games with with Georgia. Now Georgia does have one group play game left, and that is on Wednesday against Venezuela. And so I think that if they win that game, they're probably they they do uh, advance the next round. If not, there's there's going to be some criteria if they win when maybe um. Cape Verde needs to, to also win, but then like, you know, I think, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's point differential. I haven't looked into the FIBA rules here about how you, how you exactly advance if you've lost a game, but right now Georgia is uh, in pretty good position. I would say to, to advance. So Mamu's had a, um, a good showing uh, here with Georgia. So again, if you want to catch his games, he's playing with the, uh, with the international team. It's pretty tough to watch them if you're in the States, because these games are like at 2 AM, 6, 6 AM. So you might want to um, use uh, some of the, um, the apps to watch like a replay uh, like, uh, like I watched it on ESPN plus. Okay, and then our last topic is this. Uh, I call this topic another quiet month because <laughs> that's kind of what's going on here. We're barely so I'm recording this episode on August 28th, and we still have a month of no basketball, basically, aside from the FIBA World Cup. Obviously, that's that's going on. But as far as the Spurs and other NBA teams, there's not much going on. I mean, we have another uh, dead month here of just nothing really, uh, because training camps for most teams don't start until early October. I think October 2nd would be the date for Spurs and Media Day. So again, there's not much going to be happening right now because a lot of these teams, unless a player's on a non-guaranteed contract that's about to trigger, have a trigger date in September that's going to become a guaranteed contract, then there's no urgency to try to move players or, or try to sign players right now. It's just kind of just like everybody's like on vacation or kind of just in the gym working out the players in these in these open runs. And so that's why, I, again, I, I just call this another quiet month coming up September because I don't see a lot of fireworks happening uh, regarding the Spurs or even, even a lot of the other teams. And so, um, because there's, there's not really a deadline there for the Spurs until, like I said, the first game of the regular season, which is about mid October. So they have a number of, they have about a month and a half before they even have to make these cuts, these roster cuts or these trades that need to happen. So that's why I said it, it is another quiet month. And then just, um, 
something I talked about last time when I recorded was just, you know, the possible Devin Vassell contract extension. That's obviously something still we're on, we're watching for Again, that also has a deadline until, until mid October, or I think it's either before the first game of the regular season, or if not Halloween night. So again, there's, there's a long time before the Spurs have to make a decision with Devin Vassell on a contract extension. I'm still of the belief that if they do come to an extension, both, both, both um, parties, that it'll be um, somewhere in that 21 million to $25 million range for Devin. Uh, 21 million is, is 15% of the cap. That's what Kelton's getting is 15% of the cap right now. And then if it's a, if it's, if it's um eight, if it's 25 million, then it's 18% of the cap. So a bit, a bit more than what Kelton got, but still kind of in that, in that ballpark in the, in that range. So again, that's why I still think that there, that the Spurs and Devin will come to an agreement on a contract extension. As of right now, though, like I said, there's not a lot of urgency to get that done until, until the October actually gets here. So again, we still got a month. September is not even here yet. And we'll see what happens with uh, the Spurs. If they make any roster moves in this next month, or, or if they, um if they uh, figure out the contract extension with Devin. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Spurs cast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. This episode was written, recorded, and produced by Paul Garcia. Music for this episode was written by Vincent Garcia and Paul Garcia. Thank you. Have a great day.